DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's PK's back. Man, what a fine weekend it was. It was great all the way around. <laughs> it really was. Well, it started off with Corner Canyon beating Westlake and advanced it again because that's what the Chargers do. Had my Corner Canyon gear on Friday. Now, this is going to sound wrong when I say it, but and I didn't see the game, but I think Westlake must have played pretty well because they stayed within 32. No, they got a little sloppy in the fourth quarter. I told yeah. you, I've already Wesley been, got a couple of late I've scores. Been, I've had I had discussions Friday evening with the uh, coordinators. We, it won't happen again. You, don't hand, worry. you handled it mm-hmm. from Seattle, it, from the Space Needle, actually. <laughs> Get the best reception, right? <laughs> <laughs> up on the hill, up above everything. <laughs> Went to the Space Needle, and I, they, I was surprised around the Space Needle when I was there how much. Uh, clogging and arts and stuff there was up there there was like uh, stages and shows and yeah kids performing and all that was that going on when you were there too uh, a little bit yeah it's a little bit of a you know grunge area whatever you want to call it for seattle yeah up there you'd overlook and there was a high school game going on to the north uh, just to, to the right of well key arena and uh, apparently that's where the huskies used to play way back when in the 40s Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and so they have a deal with the space needle. That space needle that it looks like uh, it's about halfway up, and then you can go all the way to the top. And I said to my, I just don't know, man. I got issues in my life. I don't know that I want to go all the way to the top, and feel all jammed in. So she says, Oh, come on. So we went up there, and and I said, Well, she didn't say, oh, Come on. I finally said, Yeah, I'll do it. And then we went up, and I thought we were at the just like the halfway point. And I go, Well, this isn't bad. We're not all the way to the top. She says. Yeah, I think we're all the way to the top. Okay, I'm going to go stand over here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over here wasn't by the edge, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right to the center. Let's go. I'm going to the edge, and I'm looking down. <laughs> no, I, I just can't do it. And then they had a thing on the right below it where you can walk, and, and they have glass, so you can look straight down. Yeah. And I was on the carpeted area, and this guy comes over to me. He says, are you afraid to go on that glass? I said, no, I just don't want to. <laughs> And he said, where's DJ? I got a bunch of that. I got that about 20 times throughout the city. <laughs> because, because we're never more than 10 feet away from each Does other. DJ travel? I said, no, we don't let him out much. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so. Have you done that uh, glass floor thing they put in at the Grand Canyon? Being an Arizona guy, I don't know if you've been up there. You wouldn't do it even if you saw it, even if you were there, right? I know what you're talking of. I've been to Grand Canyon many times, but no, I have not done that. I haven't been there since they did so, that. But, you know, we left off Friday, and plane was supposed to leave at 11-ish. We get there. We don't have seats, right? Uh, so you're supposed to get seat, signed seats when you get there. <laughs> we got a text from you. I'm looking at it right now. At 10.16, Yak. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take you any time at all. Okay. Give it. Give the story, Spill PK. it. I want to Spill hear it. it right? ha- have you ever received a personal escort in a Porsche from one gate to the next? Let me count all the times that's happened. Never. See, I had to <laughs> from r- one gate to the next. One gate to the next. Yeah. So really, I went and covered Tennessee for the station BYU Tennessee game. I had to run an entire terminal in Minnesota. I didn't get an mm. escort on that one. Well, so I uh, sent my wife ahead because you're supposed to get seats at the uh, counter, and they at said the no, gate. you got to yeah. get them at the gate. And oh, come on, man, I got to sit next to her. I'm not. I just, I just need to sit next to my wife on the flight. It just has to happen, and. Uh, so I sent her ahead. I said, I got to go to the bathroom. So we go down the concourse. I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And you go ahead to the gate. Well, I go to the bathroom. And as I come out, there's a guy decked out in a suit. His name's Curtis. Shout out to Curtis. PK, come here. 
So I go over there. You want a tour of the airport? I said, what? <laughs> what tour of the airport? I'll take you out on the runway. We're going to Porsche. We'll take you out on the runway. I'll give you a big tour. I said, well, I got to get seats first. I didn't know what to say, right? He says, oh, okay. Well, let's go over to this other gate here, and I'll get you seats. So we're the, the, our gate is way down at the end. He just goes to the next gate. He says, see that Porsche there? Let me take you in that Porsche. He points down to the runway. So I said, well, I got to get seats. Oh, okay. And he gets on the computer. And he goes, well, uh, let's just go down to the gate. So we go down to the gate, and the guy's flitting on the other dude. He said, here, let, let me handle it. And the guy says, well, the other dude, not Curtis, says, uh, well, we got a flight right now, and we can get you on. But you're in C, and it's over in F, and it's leaving right now. Do you want to go on it? You can sit together there. I said, yeah, okay. All right. And so Curtis says, come on. Let's go. We'll get into Porsche. <laughs> and my wife's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, I don't know, man. <laughs> Who is so this guy? Is this an airport employee? Is this a, a Delta employee. airline? It's a Delta employee. Yeah, I did ask him that. Are you an airline or okay. an airport? And he's Delta. So, so F, and he they obviously re- recognized they, me from Delta work. own Porsche? So they re- Porsches? They've been re-lettering. The, so F is either what used to be A or B. I can't remember which one. I don't know. Okay. I don't fly Delta that much anymore, but uh, I needed one a direct flight. So my wife's thinking, when I said, we're going to go on a Porsche, she just thought it meant a fancy cart. You know how they take you through? Yeah, like Porsche has probably done some. Yeah, zippy down the hallway. Or she just thought I was using it as, oh, this will be a souped up but cart. But you're literally going to walk out of the terminal, down yes, under the yes, tarmac. past security. And drive across the concrete <laughs> where guys are throwing bags. And you're dodging planes. Yeah, in a Porsche. <laughs> How fast did you end up going? I'm pretty good with the travel thing, but I don't like the phrase dodging planes. Well, I'm not do. really dodging not. planes. No, I, mean, I know what you mean. There's planes but down there. But there are planes there. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's... You, there's it's, still it's don't like lined the off, dodging. so you got to stay within the lanes. It's just like driving on a freeway. But he said, ah, I wish I had more time. I'd give you more of a tour. So we took a little tour on a Porsche, and we go through, and then we go through the gate, and we get there, and we walk out, and lady standing right there. We turn left. Oh, here are the kid hands. <laughs> Here's your passes. <laughs> the guy takes us up. <laughs> oh, it was a crack up. Uh, I've never received a a personal escort and a Porsche at the airport. Okay, so I've got a question about this. Is this guy just a big fan, or was yeah, he yeah. assigned to? Okay, okay. Well, no, that's what he does. He was. A, he knew. He obviously recognized me. Yeah. But that's his job. Is he takes and I'm because I'm asking him. Right? I'm intrigued. Yeah. I just want to know like how this got. He, that's his job. He reports every morning, and they give him a list of VIPs. So when they come out, he takes them wherever they need to go via so the you're Porsche. So on the VIP list, or he no, had some no, free he time and he recognized, he recognized you, me. and he didn't no, have a I'm VIP. I'm not going to be on the VIP he, list. Come hey, on. Hey, <laughs> listen. You're PK. All I know is there's three of us here, uh, and one of us has been on a Porsche in the tarmac. But I'm not. At Salt Lake City And it's your mother, as Ida would have said, had she known. <laughs> Ain't that the bleeps? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I said, so what do you do? He says, yeah, well, I, I report and I know who's coming. I And so I, well, I said, well, there's celebrities and you'd reckon them. Yeah. And I said, well, suppose there's some VIPs who just aren't visually noticeable. You don't know. He said, I have a little card then. Hmm. And they come right. off. So some gazillionaire flies in from Jackson Hole. Whatever it but might be. they haven't been on Shark Tank, so we don't know who they are. Right, right. Yeah. 
And so, but he has a card. Because I've seen that happen. I know. I didn't really pay attention. Well, I never knew that. Before uh, 9-11, when all the security changed, when you could just go out to the airport and walk out to a gate, we went out because A.C. Green had gotten hurt. He'd broken his nose or his jaw or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but he had some injury. And so he had the games played streak. And so was he going to play or not? And he was flying in late. So go get video of him arriving, right? And so... He went down the ramp onto the tarmac, and they did that with him so that he avoided everybody in the terminal. Yeah. Media, jazz fans, you know, whatever. He just he got the VIP celebrity right. tournament. That's and I remember seeing him go down the – and then he disappeared underneath the thing. You couldn't see where he went. So so I knew that kind of stuff was out there. I still haven't seen – I mean, I sat there staring out the windows doing nothing for a while before. I still haven't seen anybody zooming around in a Porsche. Yeah. It was an SUV Porsche, and it was right there. We got in. Nice. Got in the front seat, man. I said, this is sweet. I'm riding in the Porsche at the airport. Nice. And then last night, I get on the plane. This guy in first class. Oh, you drive me nuts every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're listening. Thanks so. for that. I said, come on, man. <laughs> it was a great weekend, man. And Those were some happy, happy airplanes coming back. Happy oh, Ute sure. fans yeah, all over they them. They should be, man. This is a... I don't know that you're going to have this season anytime soon. But who cares? You're in the middle of it now. And it's going to boil down to Vegas making you the favorite the next three games, which is obvious, and then you'll have Oregon. And if you win that game, you're going to the Rose Bowl. I, I wouldn't worry about playoff. And I wouldn't worry about New Year's Day 6 uh, if you don't get it, if you lose. Uh, did the Cotton Bowl is where you'd go to, probably? Right? Probably, yeah. And the Cotton Bowl. This is the Alamo Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. What the hell's the difference? Well, if they lose and if things break right and Oregon gets in the playoff, they might lose and the that could happen. go to the Rose Bowl. And that could happen, so, yeah. I'd take Cotton. Cotton would be good. I mean, I'd rather go Rose, but Cotton's I'd, not bad. But, if you play a tight game with Oregon. Cotton and Alamo is what I'm saying. I see no difference. Mm. Well, that's a little better, but I mean, I don't Rose is I, the Rose is the big Rose, prize. and you'll, Rose be, you, is the big you'll prize. be disappointed if you don't go to the Rose Bowl. Right. I'm fine, but the, will you be what? disappointed if you go to the Rose having lost to Oregon? Which I think is a small uh, chance that happens, but it's out there. It's a small chance. I would be disappointed that I lost to Oregon. I would not be disappointed that I went to the Rose Bowl. Right. But my point I'm making is, if you lose to Oregon and Oregon doesn't get in the playoff, and you don't get the New Year's Six because you got the Alamo, I don't think there's a big difference mm. there. You want to be disappointed and not getting the Rose? I'm all for it. I get it. I completely support that. But I don't want to hear a bunch of youth fans saying, "Oh, we got screwed. We didn't go to a New Year's Day Six. You're not going to the Fiesta Bowl. That's a playoff game." Right. So that's not happening. Unless you got in the playoff. If you should don't if you don't beat Oregon and you don't go to the Rose Bowl and you're eleven and two, I don't think it's that big of a disappointment to not go to the Cotton Bowl versus the Alamo Bowl. That's the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. I don't see much difference, if at all, any difference between those two games. I just don't see it. But uh, maybe a quality opponent, but I guess we'd have to see. That's there's still a lot of ifs and maybe's out there. But Right. And you could very well get a more quality opponent or quality opponent in the Alamo versus the Cotton. But we'll worry about that down the line. For now, it's about winning these next three games, which you should do, and then having this opportunity to play Oregon in the Rose Bowl. And at that point, it should be a whale of game because you're the only two decent teams in the conference. Every other team is average at best. Every other team at best is right average. now. The dream season for the other ten teams is eight and four. That's the best anybody else is going to do. 
You think ASU can win out and get to nine and three? I no. guess mathematically they no. could. I know that's what they're I not too. good enough. I, I agree. I don't think anybody will be better than eight and four. I'm not even convinced how many teams are going to get to eight and four. SC might, Washington might. No, no. You just listen to Herm Edwards in the beginning of the season. Man, we're playing 29 freshmen. Yeah, this is great. And his last press conference ever. Yeah, we're drilled. playing 29 freshmen. 29 freshmen. What do you? What, what do you expect us to do? It's just yeah. it was classic. They've pretty much given up as far as that goes. I mean, they can. Uh. Scratch out a few wins, but right. they, they, they've, they've if got they beat seven USC, wins. They're going right. to feel great about themselves. They've lost a couple games, so of course he's down. Yeah, but how are you judging on what they've done by beating SC? I mean, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. They can't score, so I mean, they just got destroyed by UC Los Angeles. Can you know, worried about beating USC? <laughs> how about worried about beating Oregon State? I mean, I think that's yeah. Oregon State's been playing better. They right. got a couple of nice, and they're wins. right there with the Oregon State. This is weird. The Oregon State fours. is second in the Pac-12 North. <laughs> They're three and two, yeah. half game up on three and three Stanford. I wouldn't sell in retrospect now. As I thought about Washington, is Oregon the Oregon's, beating Washington not that big of a deal? Going eight and one and getting first place control is a big deal, right? Oregon State biggest overachievers. I mean, the Utes and Oregon were both picked to win the division. They're doing what they're doing. Everybody else is floating around five hundred. So that makes well, yeah, but the season isn't over yet, right? So we're sitting here today. We got to talk about something now. I would rather talk about things that are happening now. Well, we got to talk about going to break because Gary Anderson's going to be here next to talk about uh, five turnovers and a loss to BYU. And if you thought he was in a good mood last week, check out what we're about to get now. Gary Anderson, Aggie head coach, coming up next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. Jazz lose twice over the weekend, give up more than 100 points in both games, falling in Sacramento, 102-101, and then losing the Clippers, 105-94. Donovan Mitchell had 36 points, but the Jazz got beat badly on the backboards. Offensive rebounds were 18-6. Jazz have a couple days off. They host the Sixers Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Notable games tonight, doubleheader, Rockets, Grizzlies, Bucks, Timberwolves, 6 o'clock. Blazers and Warriors are on NBA TV at 8.30. The Utes move up from number nine to number eight in the latest AP poll. Oregon holds steady at number seven. College football playoff committee. They have their first rankings of the year. They'll release them Tuesday night. Monday night football. The Cowboys are at the Giants. Game kicks off at 6.15 on ESPN. Listen to it right here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire, brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond Airport Parking, fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet service in Utah. Park right and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. That's Diamond Airport Parking. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Ever since I got hit by that stingray, I don't like water sports. <laughs> you got hit by a stingray? Yeah. You get hit by everything. Okay, I know. You, you got to tell why you got hit by the stingray. Yeah. Where did you get hit? Right on the hand. Right in yeah. the side of the hand, and it, it went in about an inch and a half. He almost got wow. crocodile hunted. Yeah. It, it was bad. I wanted to pet it. You wanted to pet and it? You're kind of like Lenny from Mouse and Men, aren't you? No, like, no. no. <laughs> well, kind of with the a sea creatures. Bit. The thing is, they're so fast. <laughs> they're unassuming. They look at you like... Like, hey, I'm here to pet. He blended in with the bottom two, and I think he thought, oh, that dude doesn't see me. And then when I touched him, he's like, he does see me. <laughs> and, then, and then he hit me. Retaliated. <laughs> 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Utah State coach Gary Anderson joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Gary, good morning. Good morning, guys. So I am curious watching that game. There's obviously a bunch of stuff that went wrong that you didn't like. A couple of things that jumped out at us, uh, or at least jumped out at me, the five turnovers, uh, but also some really poor tackling. Is there one thing that bothered you the most in that game? Maybe it was something other than those things. Yeah, those are a couple of things. You go back and look at the film, and I uh – um, just like I expressed after the game, um, that's those are those are glaring factors um, that are, are a huge problem. Um, we had opportunities in in the red zone and turned it over. We had opportunities to make some plays. It was while they were approaching the red zone um, and didn't make those plays, which allowed to some scores. And that you know that's what happens in football. I mean that's football in general. You uh, one team makes plays, the other team didn't. So you know, and the other thing that I would say that uh, you know we have to look at ourselves right square. In the face, and understand that uh, you know the, the physical battle was was not won by us, and and we can't make any excuse for that in any way, shape, or form. There is no, you know, there is no youth card, there is no this card, there is no that card. It's uh, you know, we uh, we got out physical, um, and uh, so that's where we are. We have to understand that, and everybody that's in this program needs to look at that because that 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 cannot be, and it won't be, the staple of who we are. And so we'll address it, and we'll do our best to fix it. And we got four opportunities to fix it guaranteed, so we're going to battle through that and go but uh, we need to get we need to get more physical we need to get obviously in in those in those spots uh, on the line of scrimmages uh, at the skill positions on special teams we need to become a more physical football team there's so many ebbs and flows in a season it's sort of funny not in a ha-ha way because you look at Kalani Sataki a few weeks back and he was in a similar position that you're in now in terms of having some uh, devastating losses and so mm-hmm. he changes things and makes some reassignments and reevaluates and so forth and now all of a sudden the sun is just bright shining brighter than ever as it has been all season and so you find yourself in his spot he did what he did in terms of making some coaching assignment changes what's going to be your method that you do to make sure that the team with these four games as you say gets back to where you know it can be well, we're going to we're going to stay the course. Um, you know, I don't think there's a, a bunch of panic buttons to push as far as that goes at this point with uh, with the staff in any way. And we'll continue to always. You know, you're always getting evaluated. You're getting evaluated every single day. Is is wherever you're at when you're in a competitive environment and you have three hours and some change as a coach for your position group to go out there and perform and uh, for the team to go out there and perform. Uh, but uh, you know, there is there, there is no panic. I think education is what I'm going to do. I'm going to educate uh, the coaches. I'm going to educate the kids on, on what I see and like I always tell you guys and I tell the team we're, we're not going to hide from our deficiencies we're not a bunch of little babies who have to be coddled and you know put to bed and, and uh, roll up in a nice little blankie and tell them everything's okay that's that's if you want to do that then that's that's not going to be who we are so uh, we'll address it we'll be uh, we'll be aggressive with it but to understand to sit and, and I'm sure a lot of people may sit there and say oh my goodness so you're going to tell them they're not physical well, that, that's too bad I mean if they don't they don't like to hear that they're not physical enough they get more in the weight room get stronger, get bigger, get faster, do the things you got to be able to get done to be able to do that. But that doesn't happen right now overnight, and we can be more physical than we were in that last game. So that, those are things I'm going to address, and, and I'm going to be positive with these kids because I love them. I love this crew.
true. I think that they can do a lot of great things, but uh, I told them at the beginning, I'm going to hold them and myself accountable to a high level. So, we'll, again, we'll discuss, we'll educate, uh, we'll hug them up, let them know we love them, and, uh, but that means we push them with some tough love sometimes. So 18 turnovers now. This has been a season-long issue. That's a tied for 114th in the country out of 130 teams. What do you do to cut down? It's more interceptions and fumbles, but you've lost a half dozen fumbles too. Uh, mm. wh what do you do to change the turnovers? Because those are big plays, and they change games fast if you stop making them. There's no doubt. And so many of those have come within the red zone, right? Um, and there's, there's a, a handful that have been – directly related to points as far as whether it's on offense or whether on defense, the positioning of the field and a lot of those turnovers has been key, which is another spot to address when it comes to turnovers. So, um, you know, we need to we need to work it. We need to coach them better. Um, there's opportunities to get the ball out. You know, the, the fumble, it's easy to say, gee, Bright fumbled it. Well, that's a missed assignment. And we got a free hitter right at the right at the place of contact where the ball's basically being delivered. And um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to go down on his, his fumble. But at the end of the day, it should go down to the guy that made the missed assignment um, that made the wrong blocking scheme in that situation. So a lot of things go into turnovers, not just the guy that uh, you know is either pulling the trigger the last the last uh, you know the last pick that's down there that BYU does a great job of picking the ball and runs it back there at the end of the game. You know it's uh, it's hard to actually not throw a bad ball when somebody hits you right in the back of the neck coming off the edge. So um, those are tough things to to deal with. So there's an accountability factor from coaches from everybody that's involved to continually make that work and turnovers is not good it's not where we want to be but again it's just to me it's overall it's just understanding if you don't like to hear the hard stuff that comes your way at this point where we are then you know we're just uh we're a house of cards we're a bunch of pretenders so we'll we'll talk about it we'll, we'll address it and it won't just be we had five turnovers we'll talk about why those turnovers happened and uh you know made the strong survive whether they're coaches or players yeah, in terms of the strong survive, and that involves injuries too because obviously you suffered a major blow at linebacker, yep. but the games still count, and they'll have an official record at the end of the season. But nevertheless, how do you overcome the loss of Woodward, who obviously was I mean, arguably, if not maybe definitely, your best defensive player? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's special. And, you know, I, I think this happened a long time ago back in the Wake Forest game, but, you know, Fool, we lost as a defensive tackle. And I don't, I just, I don't say that as an excuse. I say that to respect to Fool, that he was a great player on that defensive line for us and um, was, you know, potentially an all conference player. And now we lose, I don't know, one of the best linebackers in the country for sure, and one or two in the tackles all year long. So you're right. I mean, the game does go on. Um, it absolutely stinks for both of those kids. It's a tough deal for them to deal with, and it's tough for this football team to be able to deal with uh, but there's two freshmen now that have an opportunity and uh, you know Elijah and AJ need to step up and go and they didn't play good enough last game I don't care if they're freshmen it's their first start and um, that's that's I'm not pointing to their finger at them I'm pointing the finger at me I got to help them better I'm putting the finger at Justin Justin's got to help him play better and the kid will play better and the rest of the defense needs to pick it up to help him play better in those situations so um, there's a lot of stress in that situation that's a tough place to come in and middle linebacker when you've had limited snaps and you're a freshman and yeah, again it's uh, you got to look at yourself and say, hey, how are we going to make to get this thing better? And those kids will accept, accept that responsibility. But uh, you know, we're gonna, we're not going to hide again from our deficiencies. And I love those two kids. They will fight and they'll battle and they'll study. Uh, and we just got to make sure we're helping to get where we need to be. But it, it stinks for Woody. 
uh, tough, tough, tough situation for him to deal with. And, uh, you know, he was looking for greatness again this year, and he was well on his way, but uh, that didn't take place. So the key for Woody right now is for us as coaches is, is to support him off the field and just make sure he's okay um, as he goes forward and he's still a big part of this football team. Gary Anderson, Aggie coach, join us here after the loss to BYU. That's uh, three out of four. Do you look at those in the kind of the groups of four? Because you won three of your first four. And what has changed? What looks different right now? <laughs> that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, you look back and you study the films and you look at yourself as a as as a coach, position coach, as, as a crew. Um, I think we played some some good teams. Um, there's no doubt about that. And we just need to make sure again we're striving to be a team. I think that's the thing that's going to take us to the next spot. We found a way in the games that we've won in the league games. We're sitting three and one. You know, one side may have played better, one of this or whatever it may have been, but it was a it was a team. Structurally, you looked and you sat back after the game and said, "Man, that was that was a grinder. That was a tough game." But uh, you know, we won as a football team, and offense, defense, and special teams all contributed. And again, somebody may have had the upper edge a little bit at one position group or what have you. But the point is, is it was it was a team, and that's that's what we need to look at in this next four games. We need to grind away to you know look at it, be a team. Um, it's glaring the number of plays that this defense has played. Um, it was better this last game with the offense having some success, you know. But we're uh, we're running to be exact. We're running 83.9 plays a game um, on defense, which is 130th in the country. Um, that's not a recipe for winning football games. Maybe it is if you're scoring 50 points a game. Um, It'll give you a chance to be able to win, but that's not team football, right? So we have to look at that and structurally study where we are, and there's so many of those things that we do, and I make sure I try to help them as a head coach to understand, the staff understand, and the kids understand where they're at. So um, it's not panic again. It's going to be a team effort. We're going to work on all the things that uh, are going to allow us to get us in a position to play better. And I think it's all this time of year, I think it's very important to make sure that we're smart with the kids. Um, You can't all of a sudden say, hey, we need 25 more minutes of practice. That's not the answer. The answer is to make sure you structurally use your time very well that you have the kids. So this week's opponent, Fresno State, and it's almost like you guys are mirror images of each other. You have uh, one game better in the conference, but there's been some good moments. There's been some bad moments. So with that in mind, from my perspective, I'm looking forward to this game because I see teams that are desperate to make sure that they have a good season because this season could go either way for both of you guys. You're going to see that way, expect maybe a a team that's – with four games left, both of you, to really need to find a way to finish strong? Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with that. I think that's that's very, very true. And, you know, you kind of see uh, they were a championship team a year ago, and you see how many people that they lost, and they're battling to get that back and get those guys in a position replacing some tremendous, tremendous players, and um, especially on that defense. But those kids are battling to get better every single day. And I think that's the you know, flip side on, you know, on offense. Um, you lose a lot of players, and you're battling to get those guys back where they need to be. So uh, that's football. It's, there's there's ups and downs, and there's flows as far as uh, the guys that you have and the experiences that the experience that you have. But you know, they they battled. They won some games. They got a quarterback who's a tough, competitive guy, uh, could make things happen with his feet, which was obviously a problem for us last last. Uh, 
this last game, and so we're going to have to answer to that and get a kid on the ground. Um, they got they got a bunch of speed. It's Fresno. They got guys that are fast, and they do a nice job of recruiting. And Tedford's a really good coach. So we'll have our work cut out for us. Um, we're going to their place, and but I agree, it's two teams are kind of sitting in the same spot, if you will, that to still have some opportunities in front of them. And you know, it, uh, it it it's great to be in the spot with the last four weeks to see you know what 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 your team's going to be made of because that's going to be the makeup for the seniors, and that's how they're going to be remembered forever. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come back and fight when they get put in these spots. So looking at Fresno scores, these guys play really high-scoring games, 41-38, 41-31, 38-35. Uh, what makes their offense hard to start, hard to stop? Let's start with that. Well, I think Coach Tedford does a great job of using his personnel. I don't think that I know that. Um, he's got an answer. Or if you're doing one thing, he's going to move to another. So in other words, if you're pressuring him, he's going to do some things to be able to beat the pressure. And there's a little bit of a chess match that goes back and forth there because he's obviously extremely experienced in what he does. Um, and then he has talented players. You know, they have they have game breakers on the offensive side of the ball that, uh, that can go the distance, and they've been able to do that. And um, uh, situations that quite quite frankly score a lot of points uh, throughout the year and as you look at their scores they uh, they get that done regardless of where they're going so you know, it's uh, a good football team with some talent and you know it's not going to be a it's not going to be a 10 to 7 football game so it won't be that He's Gary Anderson. He is the head coach at Utah State at Fresno State CBS Sports Network Saturday night at 5. And you hear it right here on The Zone with Scotty G on the call. Gary, thanks for a few minutes. We'll talk to you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. Go Aggies. Gary Anderson, after a disheartening loss, two in a row and three out of four. This is a huge game for these guys because you look at their remaining schedule, right? So they're trying to get – got to get to six wins to get to the bowl. Well, you got New Mexico at the end of the season, the very last game of Thanksgiving weekend. They suck. So it's at New Mexico, but they suck. So you ought to be able to win that one. Well, if you don't get Fresno – You better get Wyoming at home. And Wyoming six and two, they are, and their two losses have been by combined seven points. Uh, watch one of them last second yeah, touchdown so, pass in San Diego beat them, I mean, and it was a yeah. crazy play. I mean, they they had the quarterback flush and running for his life, and he threw a touchdown pass and beat him. So that's not going to be an easy game. Agreed. Mister yeah. Bowl has done a heck of a job over there in Laramie, and so you got to give it up to him because. That program has moments, but maybe it's found some consistency, probably in a large part due to consistency in the coaching staff and not having to change coaches all the time because he's an older guy. doesn't seem like he's going to be chasing the first train out of town to get to greener pasture. So that game next week is going to be tough. Fresno is beatable. And if you don't get Fresno, then I'm wondering, do you beat Wyoming or Boise? Because then that's what you'd have to do to get six, assuming you beat New Mexico. And I don't know if I've said this, but New Mexico sucks. <laughs> they do. Uh, I would say this, and I would also say BYU's playing Liberty this week, and that is Liberty's best win is New Mexico. Um, if Utah State doesn't tackle better against Fresno, as Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach, used to say, half a hundred. Fresno will score 50 on these guys if they don't tackle better. You have to tackle better. It's one of the basics. There's two things you got to do. You got to block, you got to tackle. Aggie fans, you got your doubleheader. We were talking about the Utes doubleheader last week, watching the Utah-Washington game and then uh, watching USC and Oregon. It's uh, 5 o'clock. You can watch the Aggies of Fresno on CBS Sports Network and then 
Wyoming's at Boise State on the blue turf on ESPN Saturday night at 8.15. And I don't think the Pac-12 has a late game, so that'll be our primary game, PK. Saturday night? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the wife out dancing. Sweet. Yeah. So little, little uh country line dancing? No, disco dancing. Disco dancing. dancing. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We're gonna do the hustle. Yak, you and I can watch some football. You know where I'll be. There it is. All right. DJ and PK, it's ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Play action. Huntley rolling. Looking to run, he's in! Touchdown Utah! And the Utes have their first lead of the day! The kid is just such a warrior, Joe. The go-ahead touchdown run right there. Do you feel like they had it at that point, or still feel oh, like sure. it in doubt inside no, the stadium? No, I thought it changed once Jalen Johnson got the pick. It was only a matter of time. And so then obviously Moss was going to do what he was going to do. And they had the momentum had changed, and the Utes had gotten everything righted the mojo was there and so now i felt like that they were i thought all along they were going to win anyway i think they're the better team they get the win that's the chevy strong play of the game know it today 450 on the big show and you can win fabulous prizes that's enough positivity now let's find out who really sucked as the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Who really sucked this weekend? Team category. How about those Houston Rockets? I mean, the NBA is a league of runs. We say that all the time. But 59-18 to 18 to open the game, that is spectacular. Sure. That sucks. We're never going to lose to them. They, they so poo-poo. <laughs> y'all, can tweet, y'all can tweet that. Try to add it to the rotation. <laughs> oh, Tyler, the man of few words. That might be his longest quote right there. He's a good kid. He's just had a remarkable season. And uh, I, I love the Tyler Huntley story. One of my favorite stories. Kid coming all the way out here from Florida. What's a, what's a black kid doing from Florida coming to Utah? Looking for a chance to play. And, make his mark. And, boy, he's made it. He has made it to beyond wildest dreams, I would think. And I didn't think he could be this good. I'll be the first to admit it. I did not think he could be this good this season, and he has superseded every level of expectation okay, that I had. Shouldn't everybody be saying that? This guy's been completing 75% of his passes this year, and he goes out there in the big game on the road, and he's 19-24. to 24. <laughs> That is, what, one more, one more completion, he's at 80%. But it's 
like the eighth time. I know. So I know. The consistency. This, this game didn't surprise me. The consistency has been awesome. It's the season that has surprised me. No individual game have I thought, wow, man. It's been the extension of the whole season. I got to give my this guy sucks to Chuck Cecil. Chuck Cecil. Yeah. What did Chuck do? You know who Chuck Cecil is? Didn't he just get uh, promoted to defensive? Former NFL player. Yeah. Got promoted to defensive coordinator. And yes, yes, he did. And then the Beavers roll. How many? How many did they roll? Fifty-six on Arizona. Yes. This guy sucks. <laughs> Well, you can't fix everything in one week, PK. <laughs> okay, Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> okay, Kevin Sumlin, yeah. Because he's been there all year. And he's the head coach, and you know, the buck stops there. When the times are good, the coach gets the, the praise, and when the times are bad, the coach gets the blame. That was beautiful to see. 56 to 38 at home. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon State, pummeling Arizona. You want to do the old uh, comparative scores thing because the Utes dominated Oregon State and Oregon State just dominated Arizona and the Utes stuff to play Arizona. It should be ugly. Yeah. And I love going to Tucson when they get beat. The weather's nice and the Utes go down there and light them up. Week before Thanksgiving, three weeks away, Oregon State and Oregon both scoring 56 points in an oddity. The same two D1 teams in the same state scoring the same total. And they're 1-2 in the north. 56 apiece. And then the taps for Clay Helton. It's all over here. If they won out and won the conference, could they have fired him? Well, they're USC, so they could have. But it would have been hard and would have been a bad luck. Got new AD from Cincinnati. Guy was at Colorado, I believe, right? He was. But where was he before that? Uh, where was he before that? San Diego State. Uh, and this is a little dramatic. Yeah, really? <laughs> you said Taps. He was at Colorado from 2006 to 13. The football program trended the wrong direction during that time span, didn't it? Got a few Got a few advantages the USC didn't have at Colorado, I guess you could say that. What? The football program at Colorado. Trended poorly over those eight years. Oh, but it's been trending poorly for many years. Cincinnati has uh, 06 would have been about the end of their their good old days. Um, but Cincinnati's had a good run in football, so he's he's getting hired off of that. They've had ranked teams there. And Bruins hired the basketball coach from Cincinnati, and now the Trojans hire the athletic director from Cincinnati. Head west, young men, old men. <laughs> So you'd, you'd think he'd make a change. I mean, that was a pathetic performance. Seems inevitable now. Yeah. And as long as we're going, this guy sucks. You want to go with uh, Willie Taggart and all the losing Florida State or the people who guaranteed him uh, over $20 million in the year and a half he was there? It's the number I saw was 20. This guy sucks. 18 of it in a buyout. That is so uh, sweet. That is generational yeah. money for going down there. and They weren't yeah. bowl eligible year one, and they're four and five right now with a loss to Miami, and he gets let go. Todd Graham got uh, $10 million and he hasn't coached since. Well, I think with $10 million, you're pretty much set for life. Yeah, but a lot of them do coach. I mean, Mike McIntyre Needs got something to that, do, right? and he went and coached. Yeah. He's, uh, where is he at, Mississippi State? He's a, he's a coordinator somewhere down there in mm-hmm. Mississippi. Uh so he got the same amount of money, basically, and he decided to coach. 
So Graham has not. And we'll see what Taggart is. Does it mean a quick fall, quick rise to Oregon and then to Florida, Florida State, State and then, then boom, out. before the end of your second season, you're gone. That's crazy. Now we'll see what happens, man. And that's gonna it's this time of year is a wild time of year. We're just getting started with all the coaching changes as they just rearrange the chairs. And hopefully somebody can strike gold and you're the guy. See what happens to Urban. I'm hearing that there's no way that SC can touch Urban. But Brett McMurphy said that that's the number one choice for SC is Urban. They want Urban. They just don't know how to sell it. He's dirty. Or does anyone care? Yeah. I, I mean, they've had a lot of care for a They've had sake. a lot of turmoil there. I know, but they really want to win. So at some point, you just, just don't worry about appearances. Just let everyone criticize you and then let Urban go out and win. I mean, they can criticize you, but you're a private school. And if you want to hire him, you hire him. You can, so just I, do it. And people will rip you, but uh, the words. Move on. Oh, will it hurt you in recruiting? Possibly. That, I guess, would be, that would be the thing to figure out. Could, the, could there be so much negative around Urban and just writing about all the stuff that happened in Ohio State and all the stuff that went wrong with Florida, the guys in trouble with the law, and what was the number, 27 guys? I was thinking it was in the 30s. In the 30s when it was done? Okay. Whatever it was. And they write all that, but does that impact their ability to get four-star and five-star guys and Urban's ability to win the conference and go to the Rose Bowl and go to the playoffs? Because that's what they want to do. They want to win the conference and go to the Rose Bowl and go to the playoffs. It remains to be seen. I yeah. mean, I think those these are issues you just don't sweep under the table. All right. Anybody else for This Guy Sucks? We got uh, the highlights. I mean, this isn't popular around here because we're a bunch of homers. But, but uh, Conley, Conley for shooting 28%. Yeah, five turnovers, one assist. Coming off a two for 10 game last night. 28% for the season. Need you to pick it up. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for laying an egg. Two for 10 on third down. Mm. Had three points, and then he threw a touchdown pass to Jamal Williams, former Cougar, after the game was decided. They got beat up pretty good. That was a surprise, but it is the NFL, too. And they're still 7-2. and two. Yeah. And they caught a break because the whole division lost. Everybody in the AFC West won. Everybody in the NFC North lost. And three of the four were head-to-head. Sources. Lane Kiffin expressing interest in the Florida State job. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Florida Sources. Atlantic. <laughs> the source would be Lane. Wow. Psst, you can write, I'm interested, because I'm interested. But don't put my name on it. Cristobal at Oregon's been linked to Florida State on the long list, right in the laundry list of 10 Do that names. again? Get an Oregon coach? Didn't work this time. Yep. Keep getting Oregon coaches till you get the right one. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.